so hard. <laughs> What's going on? Somebody gave me this lighter. It's a lighter. It lights up somehow. I just don't know. Remember? I don't remember how. I know. I almost. You guys saw that. I almost caught him on fire. I did. And this is my imagination. <coughs> I saw. Um, I saw this like this new like Gibson Les Paul. And it had fire, but it shot out of gear. So when I was doing this, I was like, <laughs> you know, yes, it's gonna shoot out of here, but it almost burned, you see. My friend Jimmy gave me this. Anyways, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Happy Saturday, Sunday. Not a free endorsement, but I love black water. I've been drinking black water for like since it first came out. It's the bomb. <coughs> Alright, so got ET. We got this band, uh this is band. School of Fish. What is Blackwater? So Blackwater, it's like B L K, and it's just uh, it's basically what it says. This isn't a commercial for them, but I really do like it. Uh, it's infused with fulvic and a and poly polythol containing 77 plus trace minerals. Electrolytes, anti antioxidants, and amino, amino acids. <clears throat> so it's really good. Um, I've been drinking it for a while because it's not just water. I love water. Don't get me wrong. I, I have so much water. <clears throat> my friend, my friend, she's all about the the water, and she'll probably lecture me saying that this is just horrible. But uh, this stuff seems to be pretty good. It makes me feel good, and this isn't a plug. They don't give me any kind of commission or anything like that, but, you know, sometimes I play music on stage and you start to feel down, you start to feel like, you know, dehydrated. Besides, um, what's the other one called? Pedialyte. I love Pedialyte. Anyways, anyways, what's going on, everybody? Enough of black water, enough of Pedialyte. But I, you know, in Southern California, it's been really hot lately. Uh, so, gotta stay hydrated. I've been drinking more than ever. And that makes the brain pump in different ways. Anyways, this is the show, What Does It All Mean podcast. This is season two. No, so, sorry, season four, episode two. And uh, we're gonna be talking about cars. <clears throat> what do they mean? What's going on, Paradigm Grind? What's going on, Denise? <clears throat> Denise sees me in my car, my UPS car, 
every day driving around and I see her in her car and her dude in his car. And we all have uh, personalities, you know? Yep, season four, Julia. What's going on, everybody? I can't believe we're in season four of this. And disturbingly, I found out that uh, Spotify distributes this, so I'm looking in ways to, you know, peace out. And not necessarily because of the whole Joe Rogan thing, but because they just pay you a cent. <laughs> they pay you a cent. So I'm going to find out about some other uh, podcast places that pay, pay you more than a cent, maybe three cents. That would be more entertaining. And, uh... Yeah, Spotify just seems to be dying out. And like I said, I play on stage, so <clears throat> one of the biggest reasons that I feel that music is kind of dying today is because you've got things like Spotify, and that's taken away from vinyl and taken away from, uh, you know, sales of, of cassettes and 8-tracks and 73s. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, this this episode is going to be about cars and what they had a what do they have on the effect in the multiverse and us and uh, you know what does it all mean? What does it all mean? Yes, paradigm parading grind says. Music industry has always been hard on artists, unfortunately. Exactly, I completely agree. And you've got to completely love it to go through the hells that artists and people involved with that industry uh, go through. It's really hard, I'm not going to lie, because you put your heart and your soul into it, and uh, then people want you to pay on top of that to uh, to get it heard, and, and then, you know. But I think, you know, the thing that is different about you know, the 2022 and, and, you know, say the 60s is, you know, we have this ridiculous um, device here and we can communicate in any way and, you know, saying that your your band or your, you got a good song or a good idea, like, you know, you put it out there and it's not necessarily going to grow organically, but sometimes it does, you know, and... I think that's stuff that people didn't have before, you know, so, heck yeah, Julia, thank you, but yes, the music industry is definitely a, a tricky place, it's definitely a tricky, one of my good friends told me, as long as you can just stay alive, stay afloat, and, and not, it's not even about making money, you're good to go, I think he was right, so, but anyways, we're talking about cars, talk about cars what do they all mean and what effects do they have and different areas different areas sorry that was my dryer everybody that's what I'm doing on a freaking Saturday Sunday morning I'm, I'm doing laundry but uh what what do cars you know what do they mean why are they so cool looking why are they so um you know, I can remember the first car that I was in. I was probably like four, maybe three. First car I was ever in was a was a Pinto, and I think my parents had this brown Pinto. I don't, I don't even think I know they had this brown Pinto, 
and people for you know that are in England and different places this is a Ford Pinto and this thing was like the cheapest car you could get at the time and it was so dangerous I think like if it got hit from the back the gasoline was back there and it would blow up so I remember some of my first memories of life is being like three or four and and you know you have the front seat and then you have this back back seat where you can kind of stuff things and if you want you can sit back there and I re and, and, and having saying that there was this glass that went down at this this angle where the gas tank was where like I said if you hit that it exploded so uh, as you're looking at this vertical vertical uh, you know glass in front of you I remember as I was growing older at first you know I could just look out the glass and it was cool I could see the cars behind me I wave at the people but as I was getting older like four my forehead would start hitting the, the glass and and I would start to get annoyed because as I was sitting there I'd always just my head would be banging on this glass and I, I, I just I started to hate that car because of that but then eventually my parents you know we got rid of it but anyways this is one of the uh, reasons I do this show because yes I have a script tonight which I don't always do but since it's cars you know, I wanted to be prepared, and uh, I also like to do it because, you know, I I don't I didn't remember that just off the cusp, stuff like that just came to me as we're hanging out and talking, and uh, doing things. We're talking about cars. Let's talk about cars. You guys remember your first car, Brian? Ed McMahon, Brian Ed McMahon Burge. What what was your what was your first car? I'm from Southern California, and here you have to have a car because uh, if you don't, you can't get to places that you need to go. It's very hard to use public transportation here. So at that point. If you want to take the bus and you want to get to a different part of, you know, Orange County, it'll take you five hours, which is unrealistic. Gary Newman. Gary Newman. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Took me a second. <laughs> but, uh, yes, uh, I think the first car that I had was a uh, 1979 Malibu and uh, I remember my parents they pulled their money together and hooked me up with this this car and when they when I saw it for the first time I was like what is this thing and, and you guys just google the 79 I'll, I'll play I'll, I'll pull up a 79 Malibu and, and I'll put it on the pictures later and uh, it was horrible okay this thing was just horrible looking and uh but it didn't matter because when they handed me the keys when I was like 16, I realized that like I had this freedom and no matter how, you know, ugly the car was, I was able to go wherever I wanted. So then that, that love turned into like, wow, this is mine. I love it. I appreciate it. And, uh, ironically, this was, I want to say 1995. And I remember having this porno for pyro. I just this came to me right now. I had this porno for pyros vinyl sticker, okay. And and for everybody, this is just a tip, okay. People that don't know how to to use vinyl stickers, my friend Andy, she did this. She put this vinyl sticker on the back of her car, right? And people put vinyl stickers on it, and then they leave the the top layer on, all right? 
I had this porno for Pyros, uh, just like bootleg vinyl sticker. It was all in red, and my car was tan, and I stuck it right on the back, you know, uh, window. And you put the vinyl sticker on, you lay it on there, you smooth it out, and then you take the top layer off, and you slowly peel it off, and you, you keep that, uh vinyl sticker on the car it looked it looked amazing i remember that's all i had on that car and it was mine you know and uh i remember we went everywhere in that you know we went everywhere in that car me and my friends we would just jump in and we would just we'd go to uci we would go to um you know i remember i think we went to one of the Lollapaloozas, the santa fe santa fe dam and that thing and it was just freedom so when you're 16, you're free, you know? And uh, I remember I'd always hang out with my older friends, like my friend Daryl, he had a Chevy Cavalier. And when I was like 13, I, I had that sense of just wanting to, to see the world. And you know, you tell your parents, oh yeah, we're, I'm gonna spend the night at my friend Daryl's house, but you realistically go to Daryl's house who was a couple years older than you that he had that car. And then we would just hop in that car and drive all night long. And um, this is just a, a crazy memory. We would really do this. I had another friend, Dave Fisher. He would meet Daryl and Dave Fisher would all jump in this car and we would just drive all night long. We'd go to 7-Eleven. <clears throat> we'd, we'd load up on Slurpees. This is, our, this, is, this is what we were doing at our age. And we'd load up on Slurpees and we'd just drive around looking for trouble. And then when you look for trouble, you find it. And uh, I remember then, okay. This was so long ago, so I can say this, the statute of limitations, you know, went out for this, but we would go and we would get um, strike anywhere matches. And uh, we were just such little assholes that like we'd keep them on hand. And at one point I remember these jocks, these dudes in these like big trucks, they saw us and they were like these football dudes and we were we were pretty young and, and uh, they were just trying to fuck with us at like two o'clock in the morning and trying to drag us and, and trying to chase us. And finally we were on the, the 405 freeway and we just took, we just took the, we took the strike anywhere matches and we just, we threw them out of, of the back of the car, you know? And it just like lit up the whole, the, if you've ever done that, don't ever do this. Cause that, like I said, statues of limitations is, is worn out. It just, it just boom. And then it sets those, it set the jocks off so, so intensely that now they wanted to really kill us and uh, I think they chased us for like two and a half hours and I remember right before we were getting off um, Jeffrey you know my friend my friend Daryl he, he just made the smart move we were going like probably 70 and they were right behind us and they were just going super fast and as soon as we saw our exit he just slammed on the brakes they slammed and swerved to the left and we got off to uh you know, to Jeffrey, and, uh, yeah, but like I said, that was so long ago, okay, let me read a little comment, uh, Ed, Ed McMahon, Brian says, my first was an 85 Mazda 626 coupe, treated me good, yes, sir, the freedom, okay, so my second car was a Mazda 929, that my aunt, uh, she hooked me up with, and, uh, it lasted all of like maybe six months. It was her car. I took over the payments and then it like, it blew up. It was like, it was a 929. I loved it. I looked like a pimp. I went to high school in it like for like a, two weeks. I mean, it lasted like two weeks or something. 
and then it fucking blew up. And then I had to go to my aunt and be like, hey, dude, what's up? This is a lemon. And then she was cool about it. She she got me out of that. And then I think at that point, maybe I got into my 96 Sentra, okay? And the 96 Sentra was like life-changing. But before that, <clears throat> I'm gonna flash, I'll get to the 96 Sentra in a, in a second. Um, also, Brian said, before I was allowed to drive, I used to steal my dad's car all night long. Okay. Off the record, I, uh, I went up to San Francisco when I was like 15 with uh, my friend Chris Hackett, Matt Hardwick, um, Allison Zunick, and we all went up there to go see Mr. Bungle and uh, Primus and the Melvins on New Year's Eve of 93. And uh, But first, before we get to go see the show at the Billy Graham Theater, we went to like Santa Rosa and uh, we were so young, I was 15, I just had my permit. Uh, all these other people, I think Allison was like a year older than me, Matt might be like a year older than me, Chris was a, like a couple years, maybe like two years older than me. Anyways, he was the driver, and we're going up to Santa Rosa because we gotta visit Matt's, uh, you know, aunt or something. It's awesome, whatever. I remember we went to the skateboard park, uh, the Santa Rosa skateboard park, I got fucked up. Uh, and then Chris got sick. It was just this horrible trip, but we were going to see Mr. Bungle. And uh, as we were leaving to see the concert, it was just pissing down rain from, from Santa Rosa. Now Chris Hackett was like really, really sick. And uh, at that point, they looked at me and they were like, you're the closest thing to like, to you know, you got a permit, man. Like you're 15, you got a permit. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I got a permit. And they literally just said, you got to drive. And so when I was 15, I drove across the Golden Gate Bridge uh, in the pissing down rain where I could hardly see, and there was not an adult, I think, that was over 18, so this is all completely illegal. And ironically, my great-grandfather helped build the, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, so I had faith that I would survive. I know that sounds stupid, but he helped build that, you know, because he was like fucking laborer like I am. Built that shit. So as I was driving over that, I actually thought about that. I'm like, my great grandfather built this. I'm not gonna die. This isn't my destiny to die at 15. And I didn't, and it was awesome. And as soon as I got into the city and we got to the show and I, I parked, I was like, fuck dude, I'm a good driver. <laughs> and that was my first adventure of driving, really, where it was like, this is life or death, because nobody else could drive and they didn't know what to do. And uh, it really kind of woke me up and, and it was awesome. I had a lot of fun and, and driving is an adventure. You know, and uh, it's also, it's also what, this sounds stupid, I don't want to be like a, a you know, a, something like a boring adult, but it's also like a privilege, you know, like, I've never, I've never drove drunk in my life, never, ever in my life, if I ever got in a car that where I'm like, I'm too drunk, I'm too fucked up, that's never happened to me, why, because I, I personally enjoy driving, I really enjoy cars, I enjoy driving, and I'm going to tangent again. I saw this post the other day, and, and this is kind of what made me want to do the show. The post said, you know, a lot of you buy these fancy cars because you want to show off, and, and you want to show your neighbors what's going on, and you want people to drive by and look at you and, and think that you're cool. Okay, and, and that's a whole status in itself, and um, for me... I'm, I'm 45 years old, I drive a really nice car, 
and I'm not gonna lie, I drive a nice car, and it's not because I wanna be seen, and as soon as I can afford, afford it, I'm gonna get tinted windows. Why? Because I don't want people to see what I look like. I want to be stealth. And so that's totally the opposite of what this, um, this post is about. And it was one of these bullshit sites where they're like, oh, what's some, you know, how do you make a lot of money? And, and basically I thought to myself, first of all, the reason I like my nice car is because it just drives faster. It's a... Uh, it's more reliable than my 96 Sentra, which I'll definitely go back into. Uh, but my newer car, it's just more reliable. I can I can get places farther. Uh, if I need to get to New York, I can get to New York uh, from California. Uh, my 96 Sentra could probably do that, but it would be really, I might have to have some spare parts like an alternator and all these things. So I think that that post was ridiculous and uh, I think some people like cigars, I think some people like Star Wars, I think some people like Legos, I think some people like cars. And for me, like, if there was a fucking ability for us to have spaceships, like our own private spaceships, you know, dude, they're just another reflection of us, you know, and I think the cars are a reflection of us too. So, you know, sometimes when people are walking by and they're going to their, going to their car in their parking lot, I'm like, I can tell that guy's going to to that car. I can tell that hippie dude's going to that van. I can tell that that, and sometimes it's not true. Sometimes, you know, you're, you're caught off and, uh, it's interesting. So San Fran. Yeah. What's my current car? So, okay. <clears throat> Let me get, okay. My current car now is a, it's a, it's an Audi A5 and I got it for a great deal, almost like the same amount that I would pay for the, let's say, maybe like $7,000 more than I'd pay for the Sentra, you know, because I think the Sentra was like probably $15,000, and that was in the 90s, and then this thing was like $24,000, and I'm just being brutally honest, that's my limit, I can't go any more than that, you know, and that's big for me, but... Like I said, I don't really have, um, <clears throat> I like to drive, I like cars, I like to, uh, to feel the road. And some people, they like to, to, to you know, they like, like, I don't know, they, some people like football, like, you know, the Super Bowl's coming up fucking tomorrow, I think. I don't really like football. Uh, my helper, my UPS helper, he has a Tesla and he's like 20, probably 22 years old, right? He doesn't like football either. And he just tells me sometimes he jumps in his Tesla and just goes driving at three o'clock in the morning to be free. And I get that. Like, I love that shit. I love to be free, you know? So I feel that like having a car, especially a reliable car, man, it makes things so like, you can live in that thing and, and the Sentra. So I'll get to the 96 Sentra and why I loved it so much. After the Mazda, 929 broke I'm pretty sure I got into this 96 Sentra and that car was so reliable like I knew how to just fix everything with it like I could take out the alternator I could do the brakes I could do all these things myself even though it was kind of like compact it, it hadn't gotten to the point where it was like where my car is now where you can't work on it and uh, there were just long nights where I you know say I was in bad relationships I had no place to stay and maybe the house I was staying in wasn't good enough for my 
from my mind, my mental capacity. So I would just leave, and my Sentra was just always there, you know. And I'd fucking just go sleep in my Sentra, and, and after a while, it just felt like home, you know. And eventually, like whatever bad relationship I was in, this is a, a crazy story. I, I remember being in this long relationship, sitting out in front of this car, uh, in front of the house that I lived in for like like a long time, like eight years and things just were toxic and I was sitting in my Sintra sitting sitting in the Sintra and and I had my iPod there and I go depending on what uh what song comes on next it de- it de- depends if I stay or I go you know should I stay or should I go and and I hit you know go I hit play and it said uh it it was trucking by the Grateful Dead trucking by the Grateful Dead and I knew for some strange reason that the higher power told me to go. And I just left and I never looked back and I was just in that center and I knew that like I had a home, even though I didn't, you know, I literally like, I went to Kmart parking lots, which is uh, out here, Julia, that's like, uh, they no longer exist, but they're just like a shitty, shitty supermarket place where you can just hang out till three o'clock in the morning and play video games and all kinds of things, and then I'd go to the parking lot of UPS and crash out there, and it was 24-hour parking lot there, so like, yes, I lived in the 96th century, it was part of me, and ironically, so my new car, uh, in my apartment complex, there's the, like probably a 94 Sentra, same color, white, I named my car White Dove, and I, I see this White Dove right next to my car all the time and I mistakenly sometimes go to White Dove and so uh, <clears throat> what happened to White Dove is I gave it to my drummer to to use because he needed a car and then I told him he had to get it registered don't drive it and then then he didn't and it got towed and he broke my heart <laughs> what's up Candy your boy is getting so big Speaking of boys and girls, this is my 50th box of friggin' Girl Scout cookies. Oh my god. Give it up for good cookies. I've had about, this is crazy because it says three cookies is 160 calories. Man. I'm gonna put on a lot of weight. <clears throat> it was like the sixth box I've been through. I'm not even kidding. One of my friends turned me on this song. Me and Candy met through music a long time ago. Kenny was the coolest one in the room. I was supposed to uh, watch this concert, but I was hanging out with Candy the whole night instead because she was the coolest. She was cooler than anything else that was happening in the room. Look at this. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, the cats. Hey! 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 Put certain music on, the cats go crazy. 
So yes, let's get back into it. I lived in the 96th century. They are the peanut butter cookies. <laughs> I have so many. I, like I, I was saying before you came on, I, I've been through about six boxes of these. I have um, many more. I have like, I, but what's sad is only about three more of these and then I have about 10 more of the Samoas, 10 more boxes or so of the Samoas. And I used to love the Samoas more than anything, but uh, for some reason my taste is changing. Ah, dude, they're the best. <laughs> the, 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 the peanut butters are definitely the, the best. <clears throat> so nothing beats the Girl Scout cookies. And it sucks too, this is the combination, right? You just come out of the holidays and you just pigged out on all this food twice, Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's, you're just eating and eating and eating. And now we have this extra holiday called, you know, fucking, you know, Girl Scout cookies. And it's just like, it's, and people talk about, and then we go in the summer going, oh yeah, I'm not trying to be that guy. But even, you know, me, like I said, how many calories did I just put on sitting here? Uh, 160. <laughs> 160. Well, technically there was two, so maybe 90. But I've had about a box tonight. That's really sad. It's what's wrong with me? But you know, I think boredom a lot, and then the taste buds and the sugar. It's just such a it's such a deadly combination. But but this is uh, some true stuff. I've been reading a lot more lately. Uh, I'm going to start to get into this Tarkin book. I've been reading. I started started it. It's pretty good. Uh, <clears throat> even though uh, What's-Her-Name's kind of weird about the transgender shit. I never read all the Harry Potters. And so my friend Carrie. Carrie, if you're listening, you've inspired me to start reading like crazy again. So I'm going to start reading. And then and then what I'm reading right now is this. This, this Thrawn. Thrawn. And I think the reason, uh, you know, I, I used to, oh, i do this perfectly. There we go. I used to love to read, you know, reading is like my favorite. And then as life came along, you know, I got to get this job. And then as I'm doing that, I just got to work all the time. And my friend Carrie, she was like, she was like, yeah, I'm, I read like 20 books last year. And, uh. I was like, holy shit, I didn't read one book. Like, I literally, maybe, maybe one or two books. And then I was like, holy crap, like, what do you mean you read 20 books? And then all of a sudden I remember, like, the love for Thrawn that I had, you know? And the love for, like, the love for just uh, literature. The love for stories. The love for, this is a, a character that doesn't exist yet, but will in Ahsoka. And I've known about this character since I was like, probably 20 or something, because, you know, he was in the heir to uh, the Emperor, or heir to whatever, with the first one with, with Timothy's on, heir, heir to the Emperor, I think. And uh, these uh, characters, uh, oh, audiobooks, I do, yes, I do both. I do, so I do the audiobooks, and I do um, the actual physical reading. Like, as you see, these are all the physical reads. I don't have anything that I don't read 
um, like I always want the physical book and what I do is like I go in between both so like I can't always you know uh, read a hundred percent of the time but like when I'm not reading I just pop in the the actual audiobooks and and uh, you know I start to listen and then it just keeps me on track and what's trippy is that ever since I started reading like I've been more positive um, I've been more like wanting to get out and see things more like I wanted to go jog I didn't do it but I was like fuck I want to go jog I, I started working out more and I think what it is is when you start to read you have to focus and uh, when you focus <laughs> when you pay attention to something for more than 10 seconds you know, it makes your mind stronger and it makes you think like, oh, you know, shit, what am I not doing? Instead of jumping on my phone all the time and just staring at my phone going, fuck, dude, look at all the fear and, and, and the misery that's going on in the world. You know, yeah, I can, I can sit here and I can just look at all the fear on my Instagram and Facebook all day long, but who the fuck wants that? So then I get to go into this world of, of being thrown again you know, and that's the cool thing about books, like, there's nothing better than, you know, our imagination, like, for me, like, I love the book of Boba Fett, and I love all of this, but, like, my imagination is, is just the best thing, and that's what's scary, my dreams can only scare me, my, uh, cr my creativity can only really take me to the places where I want to be, no matter how great, you know, the CGI gets, you know, uh, what we have in our brain is just, it's, it's so much more solid than, uh, than the movies. And I love movies too. And I love all forms of expression. You know, that's the thing. I love movies. I love, I love books. I love audiobooks. I love video games. I think all of these things, they, you know, they all come from humans and everyone's just trying to have this human experience. And whether you're a, whether you're a, you know, a game developer and you're trying to get across a concept of like good and evil through gaming or whether you're writing a book about you know Thrawn and trying to make people sympathize about how you know Mithrandro Thrawn you know is uh, a good guy and how you know even the worst people you think you know you know even the worst people have good in them and uh, the thing about Thrawn is he, he's not that bad. He, he's always just trying to save his people. And so um, I think we all have that internal conflict of good and bad. And uh, it's fun to just explore reading. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to chase Carrie this year and get at least 25 books done. So uh, Brian says, books are mine cars yes sir they are like it's you get an addiction to it and, I, and like I woke up this morning and I didn't want to read for first thing so I threw on the audiobook and uh, the coolest thing about the audiobooks though and this is what my friend Damien and this is Carrie's wife told me he's like you gotta check out audiobooks because they have all these like these sounds you know like like you know for example like as soon as you start to listen to you know Thrawn Treason on audiobook it just comes out with that Star Wars, like, gaga, and, like, you hear Star Wars. And, and believe me, I hear it, too, when I when I open the, hey, like, when I open the book, believe me, I, you know, I hear it in my head. 
because uh, I'm like that weird. Like when I when I when I open it, it's like bada. Like I I hear that literally. I hear that, but when you hear it on the audiobook, it's such a trip. And, and this is how far I took it. So I'm. This is a hack. This is a freaking hack. So I I did Audible. I did all the Kinder. I did all the shit. And Audible is like fifteen dollars, like a uh, fifteen dollars a book for like once a month, which you can go through like in a minute. You know, I went through Ahsoka in like a minute on that. And so for me, I go through so many books that like I I need to just if I'm gonna catch up to Carrie. You know, I'm going to have to be reading all the time and listening and reading and listening and reading, which I am. And uh, the way that you hack this is there is an app called Libby. Libby. And what you do is you, uh, here in America, you can go to any library and just get a library card, which I did. Like last Saturday, I went down to, to the Mission Viejo library and I picked up a freaking library card. And I went in there, I saw there's video games for rent, and I saw there's all these DVD, all this cool shit, you know? And then I just walked right out of there because I just needed the Libby card, or sorry, the library card. And the library card, you just then go in and hook to the Libby app, and they had like 30 audiobooks from Star Wars, Stephen King, like everything. And you just check them out, and then you have like, you know, you got like 21 days to listen to them. And here, I'll wrap this into the cars, okay? Back into the cars. So, usually when I'm driving in my car, uh, I like to listen to music, but not all the time. Sometimes music drives me crazy because I just listen to it all the time, so it drives me nuts. So, I'll listen to I'll listen to Thrawn, Treason, as I'm driving. And then it's just funny because you'll pull up next to people and you know they're listening to you and all of a sudden you hear this. Uh, this is another cool thing about the audiobooks. They they have you know Thrawn will speak in his his mithril voice and it's, it just comes across trippy and you hear these audio people doing these voices and sometimes they do Padme and it's just so funny you know but for me the coolest is when you get to hear the authors actually reading like you know some of the books like um, uh, there's this book by Steve Jones and uh, it's his documentary and he reads it. And uh, that's the best. Like, if you can hear, like, the person that wrote the book, you know, read it to you, that makes it so cool. But I prefer sitting there. I, I like mixing it up. And what this is where I'm strange, too, where I'll just sit there and I'll be, like, listening and reading at the same time. And I don't know if it's just because I want to hear the sound effects or if I just want to, like, see and hear at the same time. But sometimes I do both. But anyways, yes. I'll be driving in my car and I'll be listening to Star Wars audiobooks. Don't judge me. I don't care. And it's funny, some people, this dude the other day, he looked at me, he's all, he's like, he's like, I read books. And it was all this like political, you know, he looked at me with this like fancy political mind. He's like, you gotta be reading these like, you know, anti establishment, you know, books. And I just looked at him and I was like, fucking Thrawn, man. You gotta read Thrawn. I'm like, you want to talk about politics? You want to talk about, like, you know, you want to talk about real politics? And, you know, I can only take so much depression. I really do like living in the world of uh, fantasy. And I always have, like, you know, 
The Neverending Story is probably the best fucking book or movie you can ever have. So, anyways, after the 66, I got a, a 68 Mustang. It was so much fun. I got to learn how to take cars apart. My stepdad was awesome. Uh, he, he helped me with this car and uh, I would drag it all around the town of, of Irvine and, and I would just race everybody who would get me into trouble. And uh, I remember at one point uh, I blew the engine and, and you know, this was at a time where you could just, you know, take out engines and put them back in. And my stepdad, he did that, he was a genius and I just sat there and watched, but I saw how it all worked. And I just thought, dude, this is fascinating. Whether you like cars or not, which I didn't because I was just a punk ass kid, like seeing an engine come out of a car, especially a 68 Mustang, and then uh, and then lifting it out of a fucking, you know, and then with this hoist and then putting a new one in and then starting it all up again and taking it back on the road and then two months later me blowing it up again, I sucked. I sucked as a kid, but it was fun. And uh, I loved that car and it was a part of me. Uh, so yeah, cars, cars, what do they mean? And then. Also, like I said, like, this isn't going to be all about, you know, Star Wars, but you know, when Anakin has his personal little starfighter, that's the closest thing that we can get here, unless you're a pilot. I am not personally a pilot, but, um, I have a few friends that are. My friend Mike, he gets the luxury of flying around in his own, like, he doesn't have his own personal, you know, helicopter, but he gets to fly helicopters. And that's amazing. Me, I'm just a normal human that remains here on Earth, grounded as much as possible because I fear the outcome of falling out of the sky. Uh, so I have these, you know, cars that are the closest thing that I can get to to flying. And hopefully one day we'll see that. Hopefully one day the car that I drive can have a mod kit where I can pull out some wings and start to fly. And will we see that in our future? I might not but Turtle Butler will. And yes, Turtle Butler, uh, Jordan Aday, his, his, uh, his alternate name, uh, I'm gonna be putting out some music with, this, with, with my, my buddy here soon. I'm sorry, I've been lagging. Life has just been going by so fast that I can't, you know. But this week, it's gonna be on. So you guys, uh, check out Jordan Aday. Am I saying that right? You know, Cadillac by Cadillac by T-Rex. What does it mean, dude? Everything by T-Rex. What does it mean? T-Rex is such a mystery, man. I love T-Rex. That dude was just fucking amazing, wasn't he? Wasn't he? But yes, the cars are definitely a reflection of who we are. You know, and. Uh, I see these people in rich areas, what's going on, Brian? I see these dudes, uh, different Brian, by the way, these, uh, these, these guys in, in the place where I deliver, and it's all just about like the nicer cars that they have, who's got the more expensive car, and, and me, I like nice cars, and I explained to you guys earlier in the show why it's cool to have a nice car, but I also don't like to have such a nice car that people can shoot you over. And my car is definitely not that car. It's a uh, it's a cool car, but it's not um you know it's not like this Lamborghini that I see at uh, Planet Fitness. 
What do you drive, Brian Lanson? And and this is the trippy thing. Uh, they're going to be doing a. Uh, they're in America. They're going to be making us go all electric by 2000. You know uh, what is it, 2030, which sounds like a really long time, but it's not. It's actually not. So if you hang on there, Turtle Butler. I'll play you in a second. You're coming up next. You're coming up next. T Brian's got an, a 2007 F50, dude. I love those, bro. I know exactly what you're talking about. Those are great big trucks. I wanted those. I love Fords. I love the new Ford Broncos. Holy shit, have you seen those Ford Broncos, the new ones? They look like the old ones. I love that style. That style of old cars uh, looking new, that's just gives me a heart on every time. I have to say it, excuse my language everybody, but you know, this show is based on Pump Up the Volume. And what was the what was the name of the host of that show? Does anybody know? Does anybody know? Come on, give it to me. What was the host of Pump Up the Volume's name? happy. I'll wait for a second. The new Broncos rock. They give me a heart on too. Exactly. Says Andy. There we go. Brian got it. Happy Harry heart on. That was it. And ironically, I just said to my chick uh, last week, I think I'm like, dude, we, I looked up pump of the volume because I hadn't seen it in so long. And, uh, <clears throat> It, you know, I had to watch a trailer of it because it wasn't anywhere, and now it's on HBO. So it's so weird how that happens. But yeah, kids, if you haven't seen that Turtle Butler, you're younger, and I don't mean to call you a kid, you're a man, but you're fucking probably 20 years younger than me. If you haven't seen Pump with the Volume, go to friggin' go to HBO and watch Pump Up the Volume, and it'll probably look cheesy to you. But to the Generation Xers, it was fucking ultimate rebellion at the time. Talks about suicide. Talks about how the, the, the schools fucking lie to you. Talks about how guidance counselors are assholes. Talks about how, you know, the system's rigged and uh, uh, suburbia is just, it, it covers everything. And when you're, you know, have a system that's trying to cover those lies up, you know, which now seem minuscule to the bullshit that we're dealing with now. Uh, it makes things, you know, interesting. And I remember at the end, what car did uh, Happy Harry Hardon have? He, uh, short story, this is this bootleg uh, guy that had a radio station similar to this, play songs and just talk about things and uncomfortable things like suicide and shit that people don't want to talk about. And uh, teachers didn't want to hear it. And at the end, he went mobile. And he just took this fucking antenna and he threw it on the back of this Jeep and he, it was this Jeep and he just drove around and everybody was after him and it was awesome, guys. Yeah, we had good shit. Gen X got some good shit. <laughs> uh, Brian's, I got, look at two Brian's. I'm gonna call Brian number one, Ed, and then I'll refer to Brian Lansom as just Brian. So Brian, Ed, a study observed that people who don't stop at crosswalks are driving the most expensive cars. Yeah, well, remember Brandy? 
I don't want to be too crazy, but do you guys remember Brandy? Like, I used to think Brandy was awesome. I thought Brandy was completely awesome. Uh, before I play, what should I play off of um, Jordan and Day? Should I play Milk and Honey, the constant side of number five? Uh, the guitar uh, brings me certainty or serenity. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on. Or a bust on many roads. What do you guys want to hear? But uh, yeah, Brandy, she... Uh, she she was one of my favorite artists she's like freaking you know she hit somebody and then she drove away because they were afraid to like ruin their career and it's like kind of ridiculous just just do it we'll go with uh i want milk and honey milk and my milk and honey that's what we're gonna do by jordan day we met through this podcast and I've been lagging. Yeah, we I nailed it. Look at that. This guy's a super talented artist. Or both. Or both. Because we met on the show. And you have privileges that other people don't, right? <laughs> you I should learn not to ask that question anyways What key is it in? I lost a bandmate because of that <laughs> One of my good friends You know Play more music I agree, right? Less talking There we go D, that's it There you go It's that D7 So too late but yeah I could tell I was right there too that was my first guess I don't know about the A and the A minor you know but you know I lost a friend one time because I asked them the key uh, I played with this dude in my band for like a long time and uh, not a long time maybe like a show or two and he was like one of my best friends and then I was like dude this is an E he's like I don't know what that is and he yelled at me and anyways sometimes that question you know music is so personal to people so that's the thing people it's so personal that like 
the reason we got in a fight is because I questioned his just, you know, his, and, you know, what he knew about music and, and what he just understood it on a different level and didn't know how to express it to me. And just, I've lost a couple friends that way. So it sucks. <laughs> it's really hard to deal with the uh, egos and musicians. But you know what's not hard to deal with? next band turtle turtle butter we'll, we'll, we'll start a group project called no capo no capo and then we'll use capos on every song to confuse the shit out of people <laughs> right i i actually slipped into this the second song check out the ep the number five ep by jordan day he's awesome like i said we met on this podcast and uh think we got in some weird argument about fucking knows what and that just led the conversation and then was like wow I found someone else that was similar like me that was passionate about just whatever stupid topics that nobody really cares about (laughs) and I think that's what life is right so and kitties and kitties life is about music and kitties when my chick's gone these cats are like on me like glue guys I got one like right here too oh we're getting to the end of the show so shit hold on I can't believe this 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 what's going on Danny chilling man this I only have about four more minutes left I, I can't believe this uh I had a topic and we wandered off topic because we were listening to music and I kind of think that's what the show is more about us just hanging out having a good time uh, you know drinking black water listening to Jordan a day hanging out with the cats you know Oh, the cats are the best. They they keep me so, like... See that little Yoda house? That's where the cat lives. Like, the cat goes in there sometimes, but usually when she's not feeling so good. Cats... What people don't understand about cats is, like, they have such good energy in them, and, like, they really have this purr to them, and the more you love them, the more they'll purr to you, and the more they purr to you, the more your whole, like, vibe around you just starts to just feel better especially in times of the pandemic like we're all fucking anxious we're all just like stuffed in these boxes and and i know it's over it's almost over but it's just still scary as shit because now we've turned into these different type of human beings where we're like we're still kind of scared of one another because we can't we know that this thing came out of our mouths that just through talking can kill somebody else so now we have this weird guilt so these cats come along and they sit on your lap and they make you feel good and they purr at a certain level that keeps your heart just fucking mellow and then you treat them good, you feed them well and you keep them alive and then, you know, you feel better. So, little red Corvette, Aussie, bright, Edwin, man, 
I think, man, and I think that's even on there, Brian. So, yes, that was friggin'. Yes, let me see. I don't mean to cut that if I did. But, uh, shit, because it's coming to an end, man. This is all coming to an end right now. I don't have much time. If anybody has any questions, any, like, I have, like, three more minutes on this mother. I can't believe it. Oh, no, I couldn't do little... Okay, so there's certain songs I, I can't play because, uh... Uh, because uh, as soon as I do, this is this is if I start to play Little Red Corvette or um, like Beastie Boys, you know, like I had Beastie Boys on here, and I was gonna do like a, a Beastie Boys. As soon as I do that, they just shut down the feed because they like recognize the algorithm. Are they, they now? What happens is they recognize the the beats, and they and then it just comes up on their side. And then they're like, oh, dude, he's playing Beastie Boys. Shut him down. And then I got shut down. So I got to kind of do bands that aren't so huge, you know? Love and Rockets is apparently, you know, in between. But they're one of my favorite bands ever. I love Love and Rockets. I love Little Red Corvette. Uh, I love Cars. I love my 68 Mustang. I love my 98 Mustang. Uh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. My 96 Sentra. Uh, I love hanging out with you guys. I got 56 sections. Sorry, I missed most of the gig. I didn't see you. When you don't even worry, everybody. It was great seeing you guys. I might do Cats Purr and literally Heal. Uh, they, they're like walking crystals. I totally agree. I totally agree. Totally agree. They are. Oh, my God. I want 50 of them. <laughs> and we will do a gig together. There's no doubt about it. I promise straight up especially with this new gear coming up things are going to change things are different we got endless possibilities things are going to get better guys i fucking love every single one of you straight up what does it all mean it means connection it means love unity us partying fucking 2000 fucking 22 